Yeah, I mean, it was important to specialize those those moments. You know, I it is to find some way to to visually say they're important by the way you treat them. You know, by the way they're they're affected by the care that you're going to deliver them to the audience. And I think you know because of that, you can kind of amplify just you know just their importance to the story. Um, otherwise it's just an action scene, you know, and, and, uh, and we've seen lots of them in the, in the apocalypse. So you have to save kind of certain things for, for that moment. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to, to direct when Kim left in, in season four. And, uh, and that's when I had the super slow motion with the flare and in that, and we kind of, we, you know, we, we wanted to wrap back around to when she left to now when she's, when she's, when we're closing the, the season, the series together, and she's trying to save everybody and, and kind of echo that, the you know, the past. That was Michael E. Satrasimus, executive producer and director of the last episode of Fear the Walking Dead, as we talked about where some of the characters stand heading into that finale. And this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Here is Michael E. Satrazimus. Oh, Michael, uh, wow. I mean, I've been with covering this series since the very beginning from San Diego Comic-Con until now. And it's uh, the thing about fear has always taken a lot of different twists and turns, and that's what I love about it. And, and speaking along those lines, talk a little bit about the relationship between Troy and Madison. That was not what I expected. Uh, it, it might, I'm so glad you kind of didn't go the route that most people would have expected you to go and kind of went your own path between them. And I think it fleshed them out a little bit. Talk, talk about that. I, I think so, too. I, you know, listen, I, I love when when we find that, you know, our baddies are are humans and, and they, they also have another purpose. It's, it's, it's real. It keeps it grounded. You know, I mean, the apocalypse that my one of my favorite parts of the apocalypse are just that you know if we switch the story to another side and and that was the perspective we were telling maybe there you know the our heroes wouldn't be heroes anymore and uh and and really you know keeping everybody kind of grounded in the in the truth and making sure everybody's smart and real and one and not one but dimensional and uh you know i i didn't get to work with daniel that he wasn't around in season four i think he's a fantastic actor so getting him getting him back uh i think you know he he lights things up and uh and he was super pumped to come in and and do this and i, I was really thankful that i got to have some storyline with him more on fear the walking dead in a moment i like that both of them have their shades of gray it's not just that yeah. madison is squeaky clean either Oh no! By no means, you know. I mean, you know, by, 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 by no means. Both represent, you know, both sides of things. You know, I mean, they're they're, they're doing plenty of, of bad and and uh, but for good, and then sometimes, you know, just because they have to decompress. I mean, I think the apocalypse. That's the cool thing about it is, you know, playing around with evolution is like, is the pious, righteous man who's willing to save the weakest link really the best person anymore? For the apocalypse because they're going to risk everybody else you know and anyone that's alive anyone that's alive right now is somebody to be reckoned with this deep into the apocalypse so mm -hmm. um but he's clean you know <laughs> no Everybody, nobody is. everyone's got blood on their hands you know yeah 
a, a character who I think has had a fascinating arc is Coleman Domingo's uh, Strand. I mean, just speak about him and uh, what the episode Anton was just like, wow, that was like a really powerful episode for him. Yeah, there, I, there's nothing Coleman Domingo can't do. I mean, inside of fear, outside of fear, everywhere the, the you know the guy is is con is conquering creation on on ever on every level. Um, his character Strand. I mean, the character arcs of Strand. He's up and down and in and out. The reinvention of himself constantly is it was amazing, and and it was. When I read that first episode, I mean, well, I, th I think I, I heard the pitch or read the pitch first. But when I read, it, you know, we're not going to see Victor for, you know, for five episodes, six episodes. And then we're going to see him inside a community speaking German. You know, you get excited because, you know, Coleman's going to bring it and he's going to show up and and uh, and have done the job. And, and uh, you know, having an entire family watching him try to deny the knowledge of knowing Madison. I know I've seen the him trying to process the pain, but committing to it like this. Those kind of scenes are just amazing to watch. I mean, you know, especially Kim and Coleman have such a long history in this show. Um, I think you could probably take every one of their scenes together back to back to back and just go and be mind blown. They're always they both ignite each other um, and they're, you know, and they really bring you know, the best out of each other in every one of those scenes. So just reading that storyline you know, you're going to get taken for a ride, you know, selfishly as, as a fan, not as a person who gets to create it, create it. You're super excited because you know, it's going to be great, but you want to watch it. You know I mean? Yeah. You know, you want to feel it. And you know, you know, when you read certain pairings and certain scenes and storylines that, you know, some of these actors are going to bring it to a place where you're going to get to, you're going to get to have some hard feels. For uh, Daniel uh, Salazar, uh, wonderfully played by Ruben Blades, who's just amazing on the sh in this show. Um, do you think he is pretty much so disillusioned that he can't trust anybody anymore? I don't know. I, th he, I think he's he's trying to to move on to the core of of who he is. What I like about the ending, what I thought was beautiful and true to the apocalypse, was that there's no we're not riding off into the sunset. We're we're riding off into a potential future. Everybody is divided, but they are, you know, they are taking a brief moment to, to, to think, to have a moment with each other with strand, you know, maybe a little, little bit of resolution, even if there, there's still not a total understanding there, there's a, an acceptance of each other. Um, and I think, you know, I, I, I feel that, that Daniel's going back to the core. He's going back to Luciana. He's going back to, you know, who he wants to protect, who he can and who he wants to trust. And he wants that. He wants the simpler life. He doesn't want to have the complicated life that brings out all of the other aspects to him mm -hmm. that he doesn't want to be anymore. He doesn't want to be the soldier. He doesn't want to be, you know I mean? I think he had a lot of resolve talking to the child soldiers and the, and the parents and, you know, when he was on his knees and it tried, you know, trying to really lay out what it's like to, and what he's been through and not wanting that anymore. You know, we had a lot of conversations with like, you know, just don't, you know, you guys all do what you have to do. I have to do what's for me now and hoping that Luciana is still, still in there. So I don't, I, you know, I think he's got his mind back. I think he, he I think he is, he's shaped what, 
what will work best for him in the future. And if it's not everybody, that that's 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 okay. You know, I mean, that's, that's how we are in, in real life anyway. But I love you know, I love that he has that dear affection for for Luciana and and that and that love. And I don't think anybody can be fully disillusioned with still carrying that kind of heart towards somebody. More with my conversation with Michael E. Satrazimus in a moment. That's a very good point. You directed the, the finale, and one of the th- I, I, no specifics, but I think what you did with the camera and the lighting, and one specific scene when they're fighting the walkers, and it's almost like almost lit like looked like torchlight or something. It was beautifully done. Uh, I'm glad you kind of went in a again in a different direction for that scene rather than have a you know the usual straight on kind of fight that we're used to seeing. Yeah, I mean it was important to specialize those those moments. You know, I just to find some way to to visually say they're important by the way you treat them. You know, by the way they're they're affected by the care that you're going to deliver them to the audience. And I think you know. Because of that, you can kind of amplify just, you know, just their importance to the story. Um, otherwise, it's just an action scene, you know, and and uh, and we've seen lots of them in the in the apocalypse. So you have to save kind of certain things for for that moment. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to to direct when Kim left in, in season four. And then uh, that's when I had the super slow motion with the flare and in that. And we kind of, we, you know, we we wanted to wrap back around to when she left to now when she's when she's when we're closing the the season the series together and she's trying to save everybody and and kind of echo that the you know the past what's it like when you're directing uh like a mass of walkers i obviously they're it's like a choreography almost like a dance but i mean logistically what's that like for you when you have to like frame it and 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 see how it's all going to play out yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of aspects to it. I mean, if you're if it's got to be, you know, an endless view and you know, in a in a in a landscape wide, a lot of those are VFX and you use some for reference. When it's an action scene, you never have enough. You know, if it's a horde like the entire island is being, because you never have enough. So you're really saying, "This is what I want out of this shot. This is what I need this moment." And we were shooting high speed, so everything had to time out perfectly. Otherwise, you're revealing big misses and and you're also trapped into lots of screen time, which you just don't want to do if you, you know, so you need somebody screaming while they're looking at the other person at the same time the axe hits. So we tried to break off exact sections, little, you know, a little one and a half second beat and stack all of the action. We have an arm breaking through. We have an axe coming out of a hole and then a face coming forward to the hole and everything had a timeout perfectly. So that one and a half seconds has as much story value to it. You see the nets breaking down. You see one walker's dying, but it's being replaced by another. Somebody's reaching through. Somebody can see that the other person's about to be attacked and, you know, like, and really choreograph that. So I think, you know, to do it really right, you kind of have to almost get hyper detailed um, or or you're just shooting tons and hoping that, you can pull segments out, you know, and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like doing that. I like knowing that we, that we have the win and we have the special moments and all of the pieces. And, you know, and also just because so much emotion is tied to 
to all of those, you know, to the, we're trapped in here. Okay. We're winning. Oh no, it's falling. You know, we're, we're literally creating our own demise by trying to keep the force of the walkers. So the nets are falling. Now they're breaching. We're all going to die. You need to kind of craft all of those sections in one and a half minutes, slow motion sections so that, you know, you have them, you know, in, in the edit. So it was, uh, you know, it was being very, very detailed, kind of hyper-focused, but most of the walkers are my hero stunt walkers. We've been doing over and over again. We've been repeating them. They've been all season. So kind of a shorthand They're you know, they're on full time because they are amazing. Uh, the actors, you know, when they're not on screen they're still going for it, it doesn't matter. So, you know, when you have that kind of buy-in and that kind of commitment, you really can craft things to that level. Well, just in closing for me, it was a very satisfying ending. Uh, one major surprise that I won't talk about, but I think the fans will really appreciate. And uh, I can only imagine what it was like when you yelled cut for the last time. And that's a wrap. Yeah, it was, um, you know, it, it, it lasted for a couple hours that <laughs> right after that moment. Nobody moved. We, we stayed together and we yeah. talked and hung together. It was, uh, it, you know, it's beautiful. You don't. You know, shows don't last this length anymore. Television's changed so much. I mean, who, who knows what the television is about to change again. So oh, yeah. Yeah, the industry is. So we'll see what shape it takes. But, um, you know, it, it's, it is special to end a, a show of this length. And and uh, and I, I, it was important to all of us. We talked about it before we started shooting through the entire shoot. And, uh, and everybody, you know, bought in and we were together. And that was... It was very beautiful. And uh, I also feel that it was a very rewarding ending and uh, it, it it felt complete and, and it made me be okay with processing the end. I mean, you know, it, with it, hopefully there's, you know, well, I've already had a couple of new beginnings, but there's, you know, you, you know, you know, there's going to be a new beginning, but you really, something this long with this many people that you love, it, you have to cherish it and do it right. And it was, it was pretty profound, you know, the end. Yeah, it, it was. It was. Congratulations on this series and 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 tying a bow around everything. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Best of luck. Uh, obviously, a talented crew and cast and 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 your, yourself and the other writers were just really crafted an amazing saga. And uh, I people have thrown this series under the bus, and I've been pleasantly surprised right from the beginning all the way to the end. And uh, you've done things that even the original series didn't do. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you, Tony. Yeah, we have, the, the fear was lucky to be able to take big, big swings. And, and uh, you know, they, they, they sometimes they divide the room. Yeah. My favorite episodes that I directed, I chose knowing it was going to divide the room 50-50. But um, the experience of being able to take those big swings and, and create like that, I, I wouldn't, I, I, you know, wouldn't change a thing. Fear the Walking Dead airs on AMC and AMC+. Sci-Fi Talk is a great podcasting gift, not only for yourself, but also for friends and family. I have over 800 episodes commercial-free, uncut, and even special programs, with more to come, too. Best part about it, it's free for a lifetime. Click on the link in the show notes for that free lifetime access. This is Tony Tolado.